The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. All right, do you really want to know what happens in the WWE locker room before Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, or even live events? Xavier Woods from New Day is going to tell you. He's all about video games and the video game wars. That's right. Wait till you hear who's the best, who's the worst, who does the most trash talking, who's almost come to blows over wins and losses. Xavier's also talking about his new YouTube show called Up, Up, Down, Down. He's got all the superstars competing in their favorite video games backstage. All you gamers know exactly what that title means. And if you can believe this, video games helped Xavier get into WWE. You hear that story? How he first met Cody Rhodes, where the trombone gimmick came from the uh the sorely missed francesca i'm sorry i smashed up the trombone this was taped before francesca met her untimely demise but xavier has forgiven me but he's going to tell you where the gimmick came from of course you'll probably get more video game trivia i'm talking old school 80s arcade games than you ever wanted to know you're going to laugh you're going to cry you're going to learn some stupid trivia to impress your friends that's why you need to listen to xavier woods and that's why you need to head over to iTunes and subscribe to Talk is Jericho. Leave a five-star rating and a comment or two. It'll really help out this podcast. And also hit subscribe. Leave us a comment and a rating, okay? And also do that for my buddy Diamond Dallas Page as well. I want you to go download the DDP Yoga Now app while you're at iTunes or at the Google Play Store. Leave him a comment. Leave him a five-star rating. He's got a five-star yoga program, a five-star fitness program that's going to get you in the best shape of your life. I can tell you that from experience. I I know so many of you have followed my advice and checked out DDP and his yoga and his app is getting amazing reviews. He deserves it. I have it on my phone. This app, you can tell they put a lot of time and effort into it. It's got everything you want on there. I use it all the time now that I'm back with WWE. I do my DDP yoga regularly so I can keep performing at the top of my game inside the ring, outside the ring in my everyday life. The best thing about the DDP Yoga Now app is I can now get all the workouts right on my phone. It means I don't have to lug around the DVDs or the special DVD player to plug into my laptop. Throw it all away. All of DDP workouts are right on the app, and the app even has live workouts from the DDP Yoga Performance Center. It's got recipes, nutrition guides. You can watch some live cooking shows. You can earn rewards within the app. Redeem them for some cool prizes and DDP Yoga merch. The more you work out, the more points you get. Who else is going to do that for you. You guys know how much DDP and DDP Yoga did for me, how much I love the program, and that's why Dallas has given you, the Sexy Beast listeners of Talk is Jericho, such a great deal. He's given you the best price on DDP Yoga at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho, and then if you purchase DDP Yoga at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho, you'll get three free months of the DDP Yoga Now app. Three free months. That's amazing. Get started on DDP Yoga today. It will get you in the best shape of your life. I guarantee you it's one of the best decisions you can make for your health. And take advantage of this special offer once again, specifically for you Sexy Beast Talk is Jericho listeners. Get the lowest price for DDP Yoga and three free months of access to the DDP Yoga Now app by going to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Change your life. Get started today at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get in the best shape of your life and do it now. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. Okay, so it's the uh, tale of of, um, of technology. <laughs> Yesterday, in the middle of a, a riveting conversation with it. Xavier Woods, 
suddenly my uh, uh, recorder just dies. It hates me. And we can't find it, and, and the, the, the file wasn't saved, so we had to start again. But we didn't want to start again right after. Yeah. Because yeah. the vibe had changed. It yeah. sucks. We, we, we came down too much. Yeah. Came down way too much. We were much. so disappointed. Plus, too, then you don't want to recreate the conversation because yeah. it's never be as good the second time. Mm hmm. You know, it's like trying to read off the script in your head. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple ideas what we talked about. Here's here's my favorite thing though, is when I'm trying to figure out this file and I pull out the little USB stick, uh, you, or the little the little chip that's in here. You're looking for a USB stick to to try and help, and you have yeah. one on your keychain. Yeah, are you like a tech techie? A little bit of sorts. So like, I have a, a friend who's a, a rapper. He's like the only rapper licen licensed by Capcom, which is a video game company. They make like Street Fighter and stuff, uh, and Mega Man. And so he's the only rapper licensed to use their video game music. What's his, his name? Music. Me uh, Mega Ran. Mega Ran. Okay. Yeah, and he's amazing. And so he sells his merchandise, these little uh, Mega Man figures, but you pop it out and there's a USB on it. So it's a cool little key ring, but it also doubles as that. You just happen to have one. Yeah, on I you. completely forgot. You remind me of like an old guy with like a Swiss Army knife or something. Let me, let me, let me, let me <laughs> screw it in for you there. So yeah, so so that was kind of because that's your vibe is that you are very uh, computer friendly. It yes, seems sir. right. Yes, sir. Uh, tech and video games and all that sort of stuff. It's super like nerdy things. I guess mm -hmm. you would say uh, things that weren't necessarily cool like twenty years ago, but now they're like in the mainstream. Now it's, it's like, necessary. Okay. Yeah, like the nerds have taken over the world. Yeah, right? pretty much. That I was that was the prophecy back in the day. I love. I love. Yeah, I love. I think it's in the Book of Revelations. Yeah, <laughs> I like to. It was just a couple of years ago when um, DX was in the ring and mm -hmm. Hunter and Sean were talking. I was like, oh, the internet. I don't even know how to use a keyboard. And like that's just stupid. <laughs> They'd be like saying like, oh, I, don't, I don't even know how to use a push button phone. I don't need this technology. I'll yeah. use this rotary. My rotary <laughs> dial works better. It's like you know, in this day and age, if you're not you know learning computers and not learning all this mm -hmm. stuff. You are so the nerd. Yeah. Now you, the the nerdy has become the nerder. Totally switch. Right. Totally switch. And that's, that's like, and that's the way it is. Have you seen uh the new uh twenty one Jump Street, the twenty two Jump Street with like Channing Tatum and yeah um, and uh, Jonah, Jonah skinny Jonah Hill yeah never so, as funny as fat Jonah Hill yeah not, I, I don't which like is it. so weird I hate that it's so weird because like why it's the same person I but know. I don't think he's as funny it's when it, whenever the, the guys and we'll get back to this but whenever yeah. the guys lose weight. It always bugs me. Yeah. Like you're known as the funny fat guy. Exactly. How dare you try and care about your personal <laughs> health and get in what shape? We know. You know? It's like I'm watching Prices Right the other day and Drew Carey's on. Dude, so skinny. He's, and he's got hair. Yeah. It's like you can't do both. It's so weird. It's got to be one or the other. <laughs> I do love Prices Right. We'll, we, we'll get back to 21 Jump Street. But right, right. Dude, Prices Right is my jam. So when I was in physical therapy, when I tore my PCL, we were there for like two months doing it. Every day at 11 o'clock, we'd flip on Prices Right and everybody in the place is glued to the screen. And I realized, like, that's a show that'll never go off the air because it's an hour long commercial. Right. Like, product placement. Yeah, constantly yeah. For, a, for a full, like, 60 minutes. And, like, I would die to be on that show and win the showcase. Like, I think that would be the proudest moment of my life to my mother. She would be like, oh, my God, my son, he did it. He can buy me a house and he can get me a boat. It's awesome. You're finally legitimized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was, a, there was a, a news article a couple of weeks ago. There's a band called Kill Switch Engage. Yeah. It's a metal band. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys in the band, his name is Howard, and his last name is some weird kind of Dushkowitz or something like that. Yeah. He was on Price is Right. What? He was on vacation or something. And got on it and won like 50 G's. What? And it's like, you know, Ad, no, it's, I'm sorry, it's Adam. Adam from Kill Switch Engaged wins the prices yeah. right. And suddenly now, like, w more than any gold record that he's done or mm -hmm. tour with Metallica, he was on the prices right. And now he's like famous. That's the thing. Now he did it. <laughs> he made it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like when you're watching prices right uh, with, with Drew. Not maybe a, 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 a replacement for Bob Barker. No one can replace him. Yeah. Who was the best guest host mm -hmm. we ever had on Raw. Yeah. We did the prices Raw. I wish I would have been there. It was so funny, man. It was just like they just had the uh, anniversary of it. Yeah. And he um, – because I was thinking like he's going to get destroyed. Yeah. Like the, the crowd's going to tear him apart. Yeah. And he came out there, man, and he ruled that crowd <laughs> with his skinny little just mic. So awesome. and, and And so it was The Price is Raw, and it was all the guys lined up. And it was IRS. Mm -hmm. It was Santino. It was Jillian Hall. And it was me. And this is when I was like uber heel, and I hadn't done anything funny yeah. or entertaining like in that way. And I didn't want to do it. And Brian Gewertz was the, was the guy who was in charge. And he's like, you should do it. You should do it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm, do, I'm doing it all the way. So I took the name tag. I, I had my shirt off. I put baby on. I stuck the name tag just to my back. <laughs> Those big yeah. yellow names with Chris written on it. And I was just looking back at it. And we had this face off. 
of me and Barker, and it's one of the funniest things that I've ever had to do. Yeah. Where I'm like, Barker, I will take you on anytime, any place, anywhere. And just looking at him, that stupid mic, and I'm just trying <laughs> to laugh. And yeah, so Barker got my respect that night. But see, it's cool because it's like moments like that that kind of like stick with us. And oh yeah, that you never think are going to happen, or that you're never going to do, or just like stuff that you would joke about with your friends, but then it actually happens, and then you realize, oh, I'm getting paid to do this. Yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> but it's like that's kind of like what you guys are doing with with New Day. 100 percent. Like when you bust out the trombone. Like why? why? Well, first of all, first of all, <laughs> why do you know how to play a trombone? Okay, so uh, I was in band for seven years in symphonic band. Uh, we go to these things like band tournaments. I guess we were called festival, and so my school was awesome, and we would crush. Um, I was first chair trombone. I'm fantastic. I was in jazz band, all that sort of <laughs> stuff. Um, super, super band geek uh, back in the day. And so literally they were like, oh, well, maybe you guys would do like New York, New York. And I was like, oh, it'd be funny if I like sang the little dun dun. And then I, we're in the car and I was like, no, I should play that on trombone. And so I was like, <laughs> they're like, they're not going to give you a trombone. And I was like, I'm going to ask for a trombone. And so I asked and then they gave it to me. And like, who did you ask? Uh, one of the writers. I sent him a text. And I was like, hey, I can play this on trombone, not being able to play it, but knowing I could probably figure it out in half an hour. And so they're like, yeah, cool. And we showed up and there was one there. And that was when it like dawned on me. Like when I was in NXT, I had all these quote unquote dumb ideas, things that like I think are hilarious to me. And when I pitch them to the other guys, like the older people, some of the writers, they don't get it. And they don't realize like humor now to kids in my generation. It's stuff that doesn't make sense. Things on the internet. They're like, like the stuff like, like lol cats. It's pictures of cats doing funny things or cats mm -hmm. in like a taco outfit. There's cats in space. Like it makes absolutely no sense, but that's what's funny to us. Mm -hmm. And so that's what all these ideas. I have a huge book of, of in my wrestling notebook that I started in 05 and I still got it. And I write down everything about wrestling in there that I, that I have idea wise. And so now I'm just going and checking things off the list because all these ideas that I had in NXT, they wouldn't let me do them. And now they're saying, okay. And so it's like a whole new door has opened up. And now all of a sudden I'm creative, whereas before I was dumb. See, but here's the difference because it's the same thing that I went through. That's You've just described my career, especially yeah, WCW you told yeah. when I started doing that stuff. And they would give me a mic for 20 seconds and I'd say, you know, I want you to want me. Or one time I was like, unter glauben glauten globen. And so, and like from the Def Leppard song. And I was yeah. like, this is funny to me because you commit to it. Yeah. You know, if I gave you a script of, uh, you know, um, uh, Kevin Hart jokes, you're going to read it and go, this isn't funny. But then when Kevin delivers it, mm -hmm. it's funny because he's committed and he believes in it. And that's the secret. All your ideas, if you smell what The Rock is cooking yeah. or that's the bottom line because Stone Cold says so or what, like you read this and this sucks. Yeah. But when the guy delivers it with commi commitment and, and, and passion, that's how it gets over. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what you stumbled upon. Yeah. When we, What did we ask you about? Uh, I asked you about like the, the top ponytail deal. You asked me? Yeah. When this, was This that? was a while ago. Okay. I think it was the first time that we met. I'd come up for a loop from NXT, and we were talking as we were walking through the airport. I and I said, don't ever talk to me again. No, no, you were very nice to me. <laughs> you were very, very nice. Don't uh, look me in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> different from all the stories I heard about you. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I asked you about that, and you were like, no, I just – once I started popping myself, that's when I realized this is what I need yeah. to do. Just pop myself. Don't worry about anybody else. Like, and, and then, like you said, the fans get behind that. Just like you mentioned, all this kind of irrelevant humor, which is really – like any Will Ferrell movie is not funny except yeah. for it's Will Ferrell doing it. Exactly. And that's why it works. When he asked him, like, uh, why are you sweating? I was like, I've been watching Cops. Like him saying that, oh, this is hysterical. Milk was a bad idea. Yeah, I'm in a glass cage of emotion. <laughs> so I, just one little other segue. I love the fact that, like, A – you bust out the trombone because I was a trombone player as oh, well. Oh, yes. You have a story. Well, Oh, yeah. It was, it was this one was it yes, yesterday. Yes. So I was uh, uh, a rock guy. Okay. And I started taking guitar lessons in Winnipeg. And my teacher was this guy called Brad Roberts who was in a band called Crash Test Dummies. I love on, Crash Test Dummies. Mm -hmm. Right. The hardest on a thing. Like went on to worldwide success <laughs> to the point that even Weird Al Yankovic yeah. <laughs> covered it. And he was teaching me how to play Paranoid and, and You Really Got Me and Photograph all the hits of the day. And I quit. Uh, when I went to junior high school, you could take guitar or band. And I quit taking guitar lessons to join the band to play trombone. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't like there was a, a hot brass section or any hot chicks. <laughs> or like, I could have at least played drums or something. But the trombone, <laughs> what a dumb decision that Dude. was. Carrying that stupid thing around. 
But then once you get into it, all the sounds you can make on it. We got what is it? Is it nomen, nomenclature? You need where you go. Your, your, you get your aperture right. Aperture. Get your aperture right, and you can get hit a nice glissando on the trombone. I <laughs> glissando. That's, it's, it's what it is. So I actually wanted to play drums. But I didn't know what percussion was in sixth grade. So they say, hey, we have everybody in the auditorium. And they're like, oh, if you want to play percussion, come over here. And I'm like, okay, cool. And they take them in a room. And they're like, oh, well, now for like brass instruments. And they went through everything. And I was like, where's the drums? Like, oh, that was percussion. It's like, oh, that's what I want to do. Like, oh, no, it's too late. You can't go over there now. I'm like, are you? Wait, by like a five minute window because I didn't know what it was. And I like, thought a percussion was a wood instrument. Yeah, like I have no clue. And so they're like, here, try this. And I wanted to play saxophone, too. It's like, I'll, I'll do that. Couldn't make a sound on it. But like, hmm, they gave me a mouthpiece, and I could make a sound on it. So they're like, here, try this, this, this. I was like, oh, the, my, the director actually played trombone. And so he just goes, Burr. and I was like, oh, yes. Because <laughs> what we're talking about with the aperture is, is you have to stick your lips together and make like a mm-hmm. sound, and then you blow that into the mouthpiece, and then you that. You're basically, like you see, like, uh, is it Louis Armstrong or whoever, yeah. with the giant cheeks? Mm-hmm. Because you're blowing your brains out yeah. in doing this. And he was cool because he would fill his cheeks up with air. Most of the time, you just use your diaphragm. But then Louis Armstrong could fill his diaphragm and his cheeks. So he had like double the amount of air and double the amount of pressure he could put into playing. So that's why he was like an anomaly. Yeah, he's yeah. unreal. And the other thing is, too, is that you got to keep uh, the spit valve mm-hmm. clean. You got to clean it out. Knock Explain the spit, the spit valve. So you, you, uh, you push. There's like a lever on the very bottom of the trombone, and then you just blow air through it, and it dumps all of the spit and gunk and all the stuff that's and it's disgusting. Cool. There's like the green slide. shit in there. Yeah, it's and nasty. Like, when you blow it out, it blows out some stuff. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's essentially the equivalent of like blowing your nose, but through an instrument. <laughs> through an instrument. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of gross. So you were doing this when you were a kid. Is that when you started playing video games as well when so, you were a kid? So um, uh, band came around middle school. So before then um, – so I was born in Columbus, Georgia, but we moved up to California in Inglewood. So we lived like uh, in between the Bloods and the Crips, like gang territory. Really? It was like, yeah, it was like rough. And I'm obviously not that kind of person, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you can tell. So like we get like harassed going home from school and stuff like that. And, By gang members? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So especially when we go to like the Boys and Girls Club stuff, because like they're just preying on kids to try to get them in their gangs. And so um, like props to, like, my parents, my aunt, and my teacher at the Boys and Girls Club for, like, keeping us out of that stuff, but um, I was a very socially awkward child and didn't know how to talk to people or interact with other kids, and uh, my mom told me the first time she really saw me, like, connecting with another kid was when we were playing Nintendo, and it was, like, we were completing the circuit because, like, I had a controller in my hand, and then it went through into the Nintendo, came out to the other kid, and that was my connection That was your communication. Yeah, and so uh, we'd have all these like play dates and stuff. So like I would get used to playing with other kids. And then when we moved back to Georgia and I'm like mm, seven and a half, eight years old, we moved into a neighborhood with tons of kids. And so then uh, we would just play video games and learning from those kids how to talk to people essentially opened me up. And then I could talk to the other nerds and then the jocks and the, um, the, the skater kids and the goth kids. And like, that's the common ground you had was the video games. Yeah. So like without that, I'd still be like random nerdy kid, like in my basement with the lights off, just playing, playing video games, games. <laughs> which like, again, yeah. nothing wrong with that, but knowing that I wanted to be a pro wrestler and put myself out there, I needed to know how to do these things. So like, like socially awkward, like I said, I had horrible stage fright. So in high school, I ended up joining show choir because my thought was, if I can sing and dance in front of people, then I can do whatever in front of people. So, like, that made my inhibitions go away, like, completely. Because that's something you can sing, too. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, sir. That's from our night of karaoke. Ah, in Japan. <laughs> we went there. We, we had the uh, karaoke off with the, with, the, with the girls. Oh, we crushed them. We killed them. What, was our, what song was it? Um, we, we won on all the songs, but I think uh, when we sang with the Billy Joel. Uh, we were duetting. Oh, what was it? It was a Billy Joel song. The one, um, God, but the girl and the mom. What? Oh, Uptown Girl. Oh, Uptown Girl. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Hell of a song. But the girl and the mom meeting Christy Brinkley. Yeah. <laughs> I love that too. Like here, it's like you know you got a, a like a, a hardcore black dude, yeah. big big fro singing Billy Joel, dude, Uptown Girl. Killing it. What what stuck out with me? So like as we'd been singing, and then we hit the part that. Afterwards, you were like, you can sing. And yeah. Like, Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm putting my heart and soul into this. <laughs> so do, 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 have you been like, are you obviously a music fan too? Yes, huge, huge. So um, that started, um, again, very young, 
being socially awkward, my dad would just sit and try to do stuff with me to try to connect with me. And he taught me about like albums, all of his records that he had. So I'm going, he sees me going through them one day. So he's like, oh, you know, I'll teach you about music. What does he have kind of records? Parliament Funkadelic, um, anything from the like back then, like Motown stuff. But then when we came across um, Steely Dan, that's like when I lost it. Wow. And it completely hooked me. And he didn't realize at the time, like as we were listening to it, like I'm over here in my brain, like it's exploding. Like, this is the greatest music I've ever heard in my life. And so, um, and once again, Steely Dan, a very white band, very, and not just in skin color, in the way they play. It's a very straightforward. It, it's like that seventies breezy yeah, yacht the, rock. They there, call it okay, the yacht yeah, rock. Yacht rock, the and, Jimmy Buffetty. Yeah, happy. you know, like the player and uh, Leo Sayer. The best, though, players the, back. Oh God, that's my song. Any kind of fool could see. Why do you know this? Because it's so good. Why are you listening to Player? Because, like, okay, uh, I have an old soul, what my yeah. mom would say, because I love roller skating, too. So we would go to, like, roller rinks, and we'd listen to that music. And so that's, like, <laughs> she said, you should have been born 15 years earlier. Because this Did they is... have roller rinks when you, were, when you were a kid? Yeah. Because that was from when I was a kid, like, early 80s, you'd go... And they'd play like you know, Lover Boy, yeah, Little Ready River for Band, the weekend. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the big another big one was I was made for loving you. Oh, hell you go yeah. skating around the circle and look for chicks to mm-hmm. try couple skate. <laughs> so they, 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 that's still a thing, uh, kind of. So when I would when I was in daycare, like another thing to try to get me involved in learning how to talk to other kids, uh, we would go on field trips to skating rinks, mm-hmm. and so we do that sort of thing. Um, but the biggest thing there was there were guys. <laughs> And I could skate on rollerblades, but not on quads. Uh-huh. And so I would see these guys who could skate on quads, and they would like break dance while they were skating. Yeah, and it was like the coolest thing in the world to me. Actually, kind of sad story. So uh, I would like fawn over these people, and like I'd try to follow them around. And they're I'm I'm 11 maybe, and they're like 18, 21, whatever, and they're killing it. And so they see me kind of like trying to like learn how to skate. And I went up to one of them one time, and like, oh, you know, like I want to like skate with you guys. Can you teach me? They're like, get out of here, kid. You're a loser. And it's like. What? Like, why would you do this? So I'm like sitting down, like crying, <laughs> weeping because it's hard enough for me to talk to people already. Right. And then, um, so was this an after school special? Get away much. from you, nerd. Dude. Oh, I've got another one after this story's right. done. So, uh, so I'm sitting there and some people teach me how to skate. And then I end up becoming really good friends with them. So then it, it worked out. And then those guys amounted to like nothing. And I'm on TV now. So it makes me feel a lot better yeah, about exactly. myself. So, right. Uh, and they have no idea that you're on TV. No clue. Right. And so, but I know who they are. Oh, you do know them. I'm, I hold grudges. Okay, like so bad. So you're following them on Facebook and watching oh, them. Oh, I know who they channel. are. So if they ever try to like come to a show or something, I'm like, <laughs> oh, New Day's cool. I'll be like, ooh, you band. He's a garbage band. Do you yeah. know? Do you want? You know what? I, you know who I am? Remember me? Yeah. Remember this face? You yelled at me. <laughs> I was eleven. <laughs> what? Um. So uh, this is back in the day too in high school. So um, oh, once I kind of got over my social awkwardness stuff i started wrestling because i was like oh i want to be a pro wrestler i should start amateur Amateur wrestling wrestling. so um got into it in middle school i was all right and then i uh i was at rival high schools with cody Rhodes. really yeah you guys grew up together Uh, or like in the same yeah in the same area because he was an amateur wrestler too yeah so um i guess it was sophomore year my whole thought was okay First off, he's at a rival school, and so like our like our schools legit hated each other in football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, everything. And so um, I was 160 at the time. I think he was wrestling like 180 maybe. And my thought was, okay, I'm going to wrestle up two weight classes, and then I'm going to beat him. And Dusty's going to be there because Dusty would be at the matches. And, like, and then Dusty will say, like, oh, you're the best. I'm going to train you and make you the best wrestler ever. <laughs> and so uh, I beat four guys on my team to get the varsity spot that week and then beat three guys in the tournament to get to Cody. And then uh, we wrestled. Um, he beat me two to one, and I was real upset. And then months later, this girl who I had the biggest crush on, who lived in my neighborhood when we were kids, and like she kind of dug me too, but I was too awkward to like be like, "Oh, you're cute. Let's make out." Um, so I see her at the bowling alley, and uh, she's like, "Oh, Austin!" She runs up with big hug. We haven't seen each other in years. She's like, "Oh, let me introduce you to my friends." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool. We're talking while we're walking over there." She goes, "Oh, I go to Lasseter now." Blah blah blah. Not thinking anything of it. She's like, "This is them. This is them. This is them." And then she goes, "Oh, and that's Cody." And I, he turns around and he looks. He goes, "Oh, I know him." I beat that kid, and then he picks up a bowling ball and bowls a strike. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the most dickhead move I've ever Once seen again, in my life. After school special. Exactly. These things kept happening to me. And I was like, I will get you. In, in my mind's eye, I'm, I, I'm seeing the camera shot. When he turns around, the camera zooms in on his face. Oh, 100%. Right? It's, oh, I know him. Yeah. I beat him. Strike. Like perfect hair and everything. Yeah, like super jock. Everybody sexy, at the school loves yeah. him. A manly jawbone. Yeah. Everything. And so, uh, 
so fast forward a few years, um, you know, uh, or actually, yeah, yeah, a few years, and I've like I'm crushing the guy who's on his team every time we wrestle. So it gets to the point where his friends quit making fun of me because I'm actually like good at wrestling, and they're like, oh, you know what, cool guy, and I'm like, yeah, I'm well aware, I'm well aware. And then fast forward even more to Mania uh, in in Miami, I think. So um, walking with my parents to the elevator, and Cody walks up. Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Watson, how are you guys doing? They talk for like five, ten minutes, and when he leaves, my dad goes, "Is that like Cody? Cody?" I was like, "Yeah." And my dad goes, "Wow, when did he become nice?" <laughs> <laughs> so it's come full circle. Everything is cool now. But... The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy-six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So we're talking about the video games. Mm -hmm. And obviously you have a huge connection to this day because you have your show, Up, Up, Down, Down. Yes. Which is a joystick. Uh... YouTube channel, so we uh, essentially we just play games, and the up, up, down, down comes from the Contra code. It was on Nintendo, and it's like the code everybody knows to get extra lives and stuff. Oh, okay, so, so that's kind of an inside yeah. video so game if thing. you know, you know. If you yeah, don't, you know. It's, it's like a cool name. Like so. me, right? So, so what? You, and so what? You, what's the show uh, dealing with? What do you guys do on it? So uh, essentially we play video games, so there's episodes I do by myself, which are essentially like uh, first looks at games, like new games. So a few games dropped, like Metal Gear Solid. It's a new army game. Uh, Mad Max, a video game came out for that. Okay. So we play that and kind of show people, oh, this is what the game's like if you want to pick it up here's a little preview and then we do stuff with other people like other superstars so we'll do um what's called gamer gauntlets and so we do tournaments and then people get punished afterwards if they lose so what kind of punishment uh throwing tennis balls at them having to eat like deathly hot hot sauce like callisto had to eat this hot sauce which like tore his stomach up it was bad so bad oh which we won't do the hot sauce again because it was so terrible so we just do uh, mm, stuff that's not on that level anyway. Right. You're doing little ribs. But when yeah. you're talking about video games, so, so what are your what, like what's your favorite era? Now, from the eighties, from the past? Um, it depends. It's a lot of things because some people say like as video games have gotten um, to where they look better and they sound better, the gameplay has dropped off. As where you can play Super Mario and just have a blast even though it it looks how it looks in the 8-bit and it's old school, but then you play some stuff now and it's like, oh well, these things are upgraded, but they put so much into that they stop thinking about how the game actually plays. Yeah. So um, there's some things that that make that true, but then some things that don't. Uh, so I, it's it's hard for me to pick uh, pick a, a, a genre that I enjoy because there's so many things across the board from childhood to now um, that are just exciting and fun to play, and it's evolved so much with being able to play with so many more people online and making friends with people that you are across the world. Do you like, play a lot with people? Like, oh, tons, tons. So, so how did you become friends with them as you're playing? Yeah, so I've got a friend um, actually lives in uh, uh, Wisconsin, I believe. So when I was in college, we would play Uno for whatever reason online because it was funny. Um, and then there was a, a few guys who we'd always end up being in the room with. So we became cool with them. We'd always talk and whatever. And then as years passed, we just kind of stayed friends and played games online. And then as I started traveling more wrestling, I hit him up like, hey, I'm actually like, coming to Wisconsin. Like, you should come out to the show and we can like meet and hang out. And we, uh, he came to the show, loved it. And um, he, it was cool. It's like because he's not a wrestling fan. Yeah. So like being able to see it first time, it's like, oh, you know, this is actually really interesting. I enjoy this. Right, right. Um, and then we go and hang out at Bar which is essentially a dive bar mixed with an arcade. That's how. Because that's the new arcade. Now. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. like when I was a kid, the arcade was the place you would go. You could watch it in Fast Times at Ridgemont High or yeah. Can't Buy Me Love. <laughs> like they're all hanging out in the arcade. And that's what it was like. Yeah. Even when we went on vacation, it's like if, if the hotel didn't have an arcade, we wouldn't stay. Yeah. <laughs> but that was just, that, that was the place to go. So now the arcade is transferred to the barcade. Yeah. Because essentially those kids that were in there pumping quarters and machines. They're older now. They can drink. And so someone had the bright idea like, hey, let's hit them in their pockets two places. Right, right. So they go and they get hammered <laughs> and they play old school video games. Because um, that's, that's a thing that I think uh, kids are missing now because they don't get to actually go out and play video games. Right. It's more you play well, and, inside. And, and the concept of, of the stand-up. Yeah. Machine. And I, I was telling you, I have one at my house. Yeah. I got one that's got uh, – it's like 80 games. They're all 80s, 8-bit games. Yeah. And you just go through and choose this one you want to play. But it's a stand-up. Mm-hmm. So my kids are playing the stand-up you know, arcade yeah. game. 
which is different than sitting on your couch and playing. It's more mm-hmm. of an experience. Yeah. You know, especially when you're there with like groups of people. Yeah. And like tr- if you're each trying to beat high scores or whatever, then there's pinball machines over there. And like, I remember, and I remember the noise of it too. Yeah. The, 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 the chaos of all of the games, all, everything. It's just so cool. It's like music. Yeah. Literally. Cause you yeah. know, like you're in a good place. Right. With that eight bit music. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that's like, you speak about like the atmosphere. So, uh, I go to like all these conventions and dress up and they call it cosplay. So you dress as different characters from like anime cartoons, whatever. Right. And, and, uh, and this is a thing now. It's not even just at a comic book, like a, like at a comic con or something. It's actually a cosplay convention, and the yeah. idea is you dress up, and what do you do? Just walk around and look at other people's costumes? Yeah, and you can trade information on how you made this, how they made that. Uh, it's, it's literally walking into a world. Okay, let me backtrack. So being someone who loves anime and stuff, since it's not um, like the mainstream thing, there's some people who still down it. And so to go out and be like, oh, you know, I really like Dragon Ball Z or like Naruto or Attack on Titan, all different kinds of animes. People like especially guys like I work on cars and I watch football and I'm masculine. They might down on that guy who's not like that. Mm -hmm. And so going to these conventions, you're only surrounded by people who like the same stuff that you do. Who are into it. So there's a breath of fresh air and you can talk about anything. And it's 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 going to a different dimension where everything that you do is okay and like you're not the nerd anymore. Like you're the cool guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's, it's almost like this fantasy land where anything can happen and you make all these friends and you realize for the kids out there that have been treated like that and have been bullied at school for loving comic books and video games and all that stuff, they go to these things and they say, wow, there are other people like me and they're adults and they've been through this and now they have good jobs. Now mm-hmm. they have friends, they have, now friends, they have family, they have like, chicks. Yeah. Right. And so, so you can, you, in one sense, you teach these kids like it's okay to be how you are, and then as, as an adult, it's an awesome release to be like, "Hey, I don't have to put on an air for work or anything. I can just do my duty." And that's the thing too, like the cosplay. There's some like like famous hot cosplay yeah. chicks a that lot. were like they're walking around wearing that. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, I want to go. There's some girls who just wear body paint, and that's <laughs> it. That's When's the it. next one? Take me with you. <laughs> what, what do you dress up as? Uh, this past one, so we just got back from Dragon Con. Um, That's in Atlanta, right? Yeah, so they shut down like four city blocks. It's in four different hotels. There were like 60,000, 70,000 people there this past year. Um, and uh, we were DC people, so like I was Shazam Friday night and then switched to Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat X. Um, and then there's a cartoon called Jim and the Holograms that was mm-hmm. big in the 80s. Um, and so you can do this thing called gender bending where you can take a character who's either male or female and appropriate them to the opposite okay. sex. So instead of being Jim and the holograms, I was Jam and the holograms. <laughs> so we had some dudes who made these characters and then – I remember that comic book. It was kind of like – it was supposed to be like um, like an updated Josie and the Pussycats. Like she yeah. was in a band and had adventures and stuff. Yeah. it was. It's cool because like people who are into like the old school cartoons and stuff, you see like the adult things in them. So there was like an evil band called the Misfits and they would like legit try to murder them. <laughs> and right. this was like a kid's cartoon <laughs> and they never called the cops or anything. <laughs> but uh, that's just it's it's like an amalgamation of all of the things that I love, like 80s pop music, cartoons and like ridiculous storylines. So like all of that rolled into one. Like, I love that stuff. 80s pop music. Oh, my God. It's like so what? Good. <sighs> There's so much besides Uptown Girl. Yeah, I was going to say like literally like like all of it. I like anything. Uh, George Michaels. Mm hmm. Um, you know what's funny? Like growing up in the '80s, like I was such a metal guy. Yeah. And in those days, you couldn't be like everything. You had to choose your side. Yeah. Especially if you're in heavy metal. If you were in heavy metal and wanted to listen to George Michael, no, no, no. 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 Listening back now, though, like I used to hate Duran Duran. Really? Well, because they weren't metal. But you look by now, Rio is so sick. They're, they're great. Yeah. And they wrote all their own songs. They played all their own music. Why did I not like them? Yeah. Because I was too metal. But you look back at the '80s and a lot. 90% of the, of the hits and the music is good stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I listen to a lot of those channels, the 80s channel, even the 90s. But, you know, like, Aha, Take On Me, Will Come mm-hmm. On, followed by George Michael, followed by The Cars, followed by Toto. Toto. Africa? No, yeah. Oh. oh, my God. Africa. Like, hits me in the soul. Yeah, it's a good one. And Rosanna. <laughs> oh, Rosanna. my God. So good. <laughs> so 80s pop music, uh, uh, storylines, and, and cartoons. Cartoons, like right? Mashing that all together, it's, it's like a, a perfect storm for me. Mm-hmm. But speaking on, like, being able to only, like, one type of – like genre of music. Yeah. My dad, he wouldn't make fun of me, but he would tell me like, uh, so we, you know, burn CDs for the thing. Um, and I'd have like video game music on there and then like eighties pop and, and metal, uh, which I'm into this band called X toll. 
Extol. It's like a Swedish speed metal band. I have. Are they, are they an older band? Or are um, they new? They were older. Like, From uh, like I was in high school. Yeah, so like, okay. So, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. E- E-X-T-O-L. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, unreal. Cause I wasn't a metal guy at all. And my friend put me onto them because I, I didn't like the screaming and all the noise. But he put me onto them. And I was like, this is like. What did greatest. you like about it? They have a guy who sings and a guy who screams on top okay. of it. So it's with that and then with the melodies that they use, it's lots of like minor tonalities into like majors and All like right. it's, it's so good. And they actually um, they came over to the States for like their first time and they were in a little church in the, like the basement in, in Georgia somewhere. And uh, he had been telling me, he's like, oh, they're a Christian band. It's like, there's no way this is Christian. That's music. why I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and not, I don't, it's not my, my, my bag. Personally, no. I have no problem with it. Right, right. But um, but they are they're a Christian metal band. Yeah, yeah. And so we go to the concert, and then in the middle of it, he stops and he like says a prayer for everyone in like Swedish. And I was like, I guess you were right. <laughs> but then they go back and just rocking, and it's like so heavy, and yeah. the bass drums are so fast, and it's like, oh, I love it. I love it. But you said video game music too, like what yeah. themes? Yeah. Uh, there's themes that I love. Um, anything from like Sonic the Hedgehog, Mega Man stuff. But then people take. Uh, the essentially the the instruments so like the eight bit sounds and they make music now and so it's, they call it like chip tunes. Okay. Yeah. So there's a guy who's like my favorite chip tune guy, DJ Cutman, and he. So they're taking the eight eight bit sounds and making like dance remixes of yeah. it. Yeah. So they can make remixes of the songs that are already out. Or they just great. make completely new music. And just for you guys, eight bit is like the like you listen to Pac Man or Donkey Kong, or whatever it is, right? Yeah. It's funny though. There's a band called Avenged Sevenfold that has uh, their own video game because the singer is a huge video game guy. Yeah. They made their own. It's called Hail to the King. It's an app, and they transposed some of their songs into eight bit. Okay. It's like like it's like that's like you could really get off on this because you know what the song is, but it's eight bit. Yeah. You know. That's a cool thing because it goes like both ways. So people that really like video game music, when they hear bands doing it, so like there's 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 symphonies that travel the globe doing music from like Final Fantasy. Wow! And, and people go and these arenas sell out just listening to video game. Selling music. out arenas by listening to video game music. Yeah, it's amazing how massive the whole video game industry has it's become. Huge. Right? It's huge. I mean, you're talking about like I I don't know if you ever read your or your royalty statements, but I'm a numbers guy and I read mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And those things because it'll tell you how many copies you know Raw versus mm-hmm. SmackDown, for example. And it's like you know, twelve million copies yeah. or fifteen million copies. And I'm sure that's probably. A good selling game, but probably not even close to what a Call of Duty is doing. Yeah, what would dude, that be doing, dude? Numbers wise, I'm not sure numbers wise, but I know um, what was it that came out? Uh, Destiny. It's a game. It's like a shooting game, um, but it's it's got a lot of RPG like role playing game mm-hmm. elements to it. Like, when that came out, it was the like biggest game ever for like pre order and stuff, and it broke like all these records, like wow. hundreds of millions of dollars. Wow! Like, and people hadn't even played it yet. Just from the pre-orders and stuff, yeah. you know? So you mentioned this earlier, and you're talking, because I said I was a big video game guy when I was a teenager, and then kind of dropped out, because I'm too much of an addict. Yeah. Be- uh, because sucked in. Yeah. Uh, well, the last one was uh, um, NHL 64, whatever, what's the NHL game, the big one? Whatever the, what, uh, whatever the EA, whatever the, EA Sports, yeah. NHL, and dude, you're talking, I'm playing my season, and I have to play 80 games in a week, because yeah. I need to know. And then I got into Guitar <laughs> Hero, I remember staying up until 5 in the morning trying to nail uh, mm-hmm. Freebird. I can't do it. Yeah. But you mentioned that, okay, some of the newer games have better graphics and visuals, but aren't as hard. So what would be considered like one of the hardest video games ever um, now, then? To me? Okay, so... This will be weird. So I can't beat the original Super Mario mm-hmm. because when I asked for a new game, my mom asked me, have you beaten the first game that you got yet? And I said, no. She goes, well, you can't get a new game until you beat the first one. Oh. So like right before the last stage, and anybody who's played Super Mario will know, there's these. it's like a staircase deal, but there's, there's holes in between. So if you fall down, you die instantly. And so every time I would get there, I'd start freaking out, and I'd always die. And so even to this day, I have, like, a panic attack. Mental block. Yeah. So I can't do it. So to me, that's, like, the hardest game Wow. I, I cannot beat it. Because apparently the reputation is that Donkey Kong was, was super, super hard. Yeah. You yeah, know? The old school one to actually get points. Have uh, you seen um, uh, King of Kong? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, and this is what this is actually yeah, where, our, where we died off yesterday. We make sure it stays. Yeah, keep it going. So, King of Kong is, is this amazing documentary, and if you haven't seen it, you should go watch it, whether you like video games or not, because it is the quintessential pro wrestling story, mm-hmm. where Billy Mitchell is like the greatest uh, player, and this is real. He's the greatest Donkey Kong player of all time, and as a result, he's got this these disciples, these sycophants <laughs> that do whatever he say he says, and they're in charge of the video game organization. Yeah. He's the heel. Then the good guy is Steve Wiebe, who is just as good as Billy Mitchell, but can't crack into the into beating him because they won't let him because too much politics. <laughs> it's a it's a great great movie. My favorite scene in that is when uh, when Billy is talking about his barbecue that his yeah. sauce that he sells. He's got a barbecue. Yeah, and you down. see him in the store just putting his barbecue sauce in front of all the other ones <laughs> so they can't see him. Um, so FCW used to wrestle. Uh, they used to have shows at this place called Bourbon Street. I think it was in. Um, yeah, like, uh, uh, Newport, Newport Richie, Richie yeah. in Tampa, in Tampa. Yeah, so um, when we'd go over there, I met this guy who actually had like the high score in like Gallagher or something, and he'd always bring his World Guinness book and show us. And I'm like, oh, cool. And so um, I'm looking through it, and he goes, uh, I said something about King of Kongs, and he's like, oh yeah, like I'm in that movie, and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, he is for a hot second talking about the, like both of the guys, and he goes, oh, the way that they made that movie, it's completely backwards. What? Yeah, he said, Billy is the baby face. Shut up. And Steve is the heel. How? I have no clue. I have no clue. But he said everything that they did in that movie was completely backwards and they skewed it to make wow. it more, quote unquote, interesting because the guy who had the high score already being the good guy didn't make for a good story. <laughs> they said that, that Billy's like the nicest guy ever and loves everyone and wow. is, is really nice to him. And the clips that they took of him when he walked into the arcade like with the girl and stuff. Yeah, around. when they would look at him. Or yeah, when he was look- walking around talking to everybody and like being super nice, but they didn't put they him made in him there. Look like a dick. Yeah. Yeah, because he walks in the, the video game parlor, the arcade with his hot yeah, the wife with the big <laughs> boobs kind of looking around and doesn't say anything. And and he has the best. Like, I'm not God. You know, I don't know everything, but I know I'm the best. Here's a funny story, though. So um, my friend Eli Roth turned me on to that. Eli's a, a director and, a, yeah. and an actor. And so we became obsessed with Billy Mitchell. Yeah. So uh, it was Christmas time, and I looked up Billy Mitchell's barbecue or his barbecue uh, restaurant. Yes. It's called like it's, 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 I can't remember what it's called. It's not Billy Mitchell's, but it's you know something Dicky D's or whatever. Yeah. And I ordered two cases of hot sauce, and I sent one to Eli and one to his brother Gabe as uh, Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. So I'm at a raw, and Vince wants to talk to you. Okay, so I'm going to go talk to Vince, and as I'm going to talk to Vince, the phone rings, and I have to wait for like a second because Vince isn't quite right. So I answer the phone. It's Billy Mitchell confirming my orders. And I'm talking to Billy Mitchell like, hey, dude, what's going on? And it's like, Vince will see you now. I'm like, no, no, no. Tell Vince he's got to wait. Like to Billy I Mitchell. got Billy Mitchell on the line here. <laughs> Talk to Chris, where are you? I was like, I'll be right there. Ten minutes of talking to Billy Mitchell. And I, it was like this random moment in time where I don't know how I had his number, why he called me. I lost it forever. But it was my brush with greatness. Just so happy. And talk about the greatest Christmas present ever. Those guys were howling. They get a, a, a crate of Billy Mitchell hot sauce. But, yeah, but that was always the thing. That, that King of uh, Donkey Kong is the hardest game to, to best yeah. and, and win at. And playing this 80s, uh, the, the stand-up thing that I have, uh, Galaxy or Galaga is very hard past level five. Yeah. And there's another one called Time Pilot, okay. which the graphics are the worst. Mm-hmm. You go from you know, <laughs> 1920 to 1940, 1960 to the, to the future where it's all UFOs, but I can't get past the UFO stage. I have no idea what's after that. It's hard, yeah. man. It's really hard. And it's, it's cool to have those because the way that they're made is so that people can spend money on them. Right. They get you hooked so you're, you're good up to a certain point. And then it's like, oh, well, then, if I can just beat this stage. And so they're just pumping quarters away and they're just making money on them. Yes, but, exactly. And, and that's the thing about it where it becomes an addiction. Yeah. Becomes, like you said, like this mental block that you have, it, you, you can't stop. Yeah. You, I must just one more game. <laughs> in it. It's gambling. Yeah. Right? It's like playing in Vegas. <laughs> You know, just try to beat the house. Yeah, exactly. And you can't. And that's and that was another thing about being uh, being at the arcade was, you you know, people would be waiting in line to play the game. Yeah. And you know, once you lost, you had to pass you know, it up. Pass it up. And it's line. like I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The thing about arcades, so like when we were in Japan, um, I always go to uh, Akihabara, mm-hmm. and it's like the video game district. There's like tons of like Sega arcades that are five stories tall. So like, okay, really? We, yeah. When we were there, we had like we got in like so at such a weird time. Everybody's like, oh, I'm gonna sleep. It's like 
I can't. I gotta go play games. <laughs> and it's funny because uh, I'll go and there's all these new games that aren't out in America yet. So I'm like losing my mind, like a kid in a candy store, just by myself, for like a random like American dude who's like so excited to play all these games. <laughs> and uh, there's a a game. There's an anime called Gundam Wing. It's about people uh, who drive these big robots and they fight in wars and stuff. Okay. And so, like, there's a game. It's a, it's a fighting game. So I'm in there playing it, and this group of, of guys comes in, and I sure they just got off school. They like seem like high school age, and I see them like talking and kind of like pointing at me, like, oh. And I can't speak Japanese, but I can imagine they're saying, oh, this random black guy playing games. We're gonna crush him. And so the guy <laughs> comes and he sits next to me, and he like makes a gesture like oh can i play i'm like yeah yeah right. please and uh so we start playing and i like annihilate him and his friends are just laughing and like hitting him in the head and stuff and make him leave the arcade and i was just like i feel good about myself now <laughs> <laughs> i used to play this game when i went over there uh, do you remember the game kicks yes or is it quicks whatever yeah. kx and the and the the concept of the game is you have a little line and you have to try and fill as much as the sc- of the screen clacks, up clacks 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 okay. there we go is it called clacks i, I think it's it called clacks. clacks whatever with the but, hand right no it's just it's just a line well, i'm saying the uh the, the, the picture for the game was a hand it was i'm thinking i don't know it, it, maybe it's a variation okay. of it but the bottom line is you're trying to fill up the screen mm-hmm. with with as much if you can fill up 100 percent 75 percent of the screen you get to the next level mm-hmm. but there's these lightning bolts that shoot and once you leave the the safety of the edge of the game and venture out to to fill up the the screen it could hit you and if it hits you it will okay you. Gotcha. in japan the difference was when you when you fill in a little piece of the screen it's a naked chick Ah. So the more it's so, so, so Japanese, right? Yeah, the yeah. more the more of the space you fill, the more you see of the naked chick, <laughs> and you still have to get seventy five percent. But if you want the tits, fill the tits. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> this perverted, stupid game, and I was so into it because it's like I gotta see this chick, I gotta see <laughs> I got this chick, to, I gotta do I got it, I gotta to. do it, I gotta do it. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie? I'm trying to look it up right now, but we, I, we the reception is bad in here um, about the the ET video game. Mm-mm. Okay, so it's uh, this ET video game. That was created for the Atari system. Okay, and when ET came out, the uh, they they rushed the video game to oh, be yeah, done like by it. Christmas. Yes, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, it's it, people say it's been voted the worst game of mm-hmm. all time. Graphics are terrible. The concept of the game is terrible, and they made so many copies of this that they went and filled it uh, through the rest in a landfill. Yeah. But this this movie is so cool because it killed this guy's career. He was one of the up and coming video game designers <laughs> that had all these huge hits over the years. And when he made this ET video game, and the reason why is because they said you've got two weeks to make this game yeah. to make it before the Christmas rush. All right. Yeah. And so he did the best that he could to create this game, and it just sucked. But the thing was, he took the hundred percent of the blame for it. But Steven Spielberg signed off on it. And that's uh, – uh, so it's like it wasn't his fault, yeah. but that's, um, that's, why, uh, that's why it was so bad yeah. is they're trying to get it through. Zero time. So, yeah, so it's this, it's this movie, and uh, if you can get a chance to, to see it, because they actually do go look for the landfill, and they find uh, – they don't find like piles of them, but they find a few boxes. Yeah, I feel like I saw get, some pictures. Yeah, just like this kind of like poor guy. Yeah, <laughs> that sucks so bad. He's known as you created the worst video game of all time. <laughs> We're doing so well. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so and what other games do you enjoy playing? Um, I'm really into Mario Kart Double Dash. The movie's called Game Over. By Game the way. Over. Yeah. So, okay. The Double Dash. Yeah, Double Dash. So it's a Mario Kart that was on the GameCube, mm-hmm. and it's legit like make or break friendships with it when you get into it and you get good because like you can get so mad. Like really? Yeah. Um. Uh. This is a this is rough. So I'm really good at the game. Like I'm fairly positive I'm the best in the world at this game. Like, no one can touch me. Mm-hmm. And so we're seniors in high school, and we're all playing, and uh, one of my friends beats me, like, in a race. Now, when you play four races, that's a cup, and then that's who wins overall. You get points every race. So he beats me one race, not the cup. So he didn't beat me overall. But since he never beat me, he's losing his mind and, like, screaming in my face and jumping up and down. And I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. And I'm fairly positive that when he was screaming at me, like, a little bit of spit came out of his mouth. And, like, hit me in the face. So I felt it was necessary to, like, hawk a loogie in his face. <laughs> and uh, then threw the controller and left. Because <laughs> I felt disrespected. And so that's, that's the worst thing I've done. But that's, that's what Mario Kart will make you do. <laughs> so you guys play a lot of games, like, within the, the dressing room with the yeah. other guys here. Yeah. Who, who's, uh, who are formidable opponents for you? Ooh, Kofi. You, Kofi? Kofi's good. Because he won a lot of, like, we used to have before you got in the company – 
um, like video game superstar video game challenge or yeah. whatever it was. And Kofi yeah. usually won. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because uh, as soon as I got to the main roster, I became champion. Uh oh. And and now we're at Mania. I take the belt home mm. because 2K does our games now, and they had a 2K title. This is kind of funny. So I I won as soon as I was on. Uh, and then they have this 2K title. It's like looks like a heavyweight title with the 2K logo. I'm like, oh cool. Well, since you won, you get like a PlayStation 4. And I was like, well, that's funny. I already have one, so I want that that title. They're like, oh, it's for show. We carry it around the country and do things with it since it's the wrestling game. Like, yeah, that's cool. But I'm the champion, so I want this championship. <laughs> and so it was like three months of like back and forth, and then they finally gave it to me, and I was like the happiest kid in the world. It's like <laughs> on my wall at home, and uh, oh my god, it feels so good. But, I had that once uh, at one Pro Wrestling Illustrated uh, Heel of the Year award, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's cool. And there was like, uh, I was like, so when do I get my plaque? Yeah, right. And they're like, we don't send those out anymore. Because mm. remember when you were a kid in Pro Wrestling Illustrated, yeah, they would always be the holding the plaque. Yeah, the guys would be holding. It. I was like. No, 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 no. Like, I've been reading Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I subscribed to it when I was a kid. I want plaque. Yeah. And they're like, we don't do it anymore. I said, no, dude, you're getting me a plaque. Yeah. Because I'm the most hated guy <laughs> in the business. So I did. And lo and behold, two weeks later, they sent me a plaque. You just healed out on him for real. I did. I was like, no. and he, the guy was like, oh. I'm like, I'm, stop laughing. Yeah. I'm not joking. I want my plaque. And that's I'm going to so get good. it. Yeah. So that's the thing. And when you get it, it's like, ah, yes. So Kofi is, and what, and what games are you guys playing in the costume? Um, mostly, bef- like Kofi and myself will play Mortal Kombat X or Street Fighter 4. Uh huh. And we go back and forth in that. And it gets, it gets heated and it gets mad. And we scream and yell. I threw a couch the other day like across the dressing room because there was one in there for some reason um it was it's it amazing bad. how into it you get oh my god because you know? it's, it's what we have you know what i mean yeah like, as far as like how things were back in the day with wrestling like we can't we can't go out and do certain things because it's publicly traded now mm-hmm. uh, there's tmz following everywhere well, you go yeah. cell phones got a camera video, so, like, yeah. so we can't go out and do things like quote unquote that may have been like okay to do back in the day so we don't bond in that way so my thought is i love wrestling and I hear people say, like, you're either here to, like, make money or make friends. You can't do both. And I don't want to do that. I want to do both. Yeah, that's bullshit. And man. so, to me... It's the wrestling business, not the wrestling friendness. Yeah. That was a good one I heard back, that's in, ridiculous. back in the 90s. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. And so, I know, knowing what video games have done for me and how happy they make me and my friends playing at home, being able to bring that into the locker room and kind of, that's everybody's thing now. We kind of, like, hang around the PS4 and we all play games and it's like... It's kind of, it's like when you're with your dudes in college, just hanging out, playing mm-hmm. video games, and it's fun. And now, like it's maybe what been a year and a half that I've been bringing my games case around to be able to to do this in the locker room. And like you can tell, like how much like levity there is now amongst the guys. Not that there wasn't before, but it's, it's just, a, guys used to play cards all the time. Yeah, and this is the new version of playing cards. Yeah, they'd sit down. I mean, Cena still might, but even he, he doesn't play. Yeah. He still plays. Yeah, but I don't even know what the game is. If it was Rummy or uh, whatever, I think Rummy, whatever right. game it was. But that you see that, like even you know, you go to Madison Square Garden, the Undertaker and Arnold Skoland and Dave Hebner and you know a fourth guy, Derek Castleman, probably merch guy. They'd play cards for two, three hours yeah. before the show. Yeah, now it's playing video games. Yeah. You and, know? It's, and it's so much fun because it's just who else plays? Um, pretty much everybody. Like Rusev is really good. Is he? Yeah. What's his game? He likes Street Fighter as well. Okay. He's got a, he's got an arcade machine at his house. So like we as soon as we realize that we're like yeah he has in. a stand up yeah. yeah. Um. So like Rusev swag likes Madden. Um. Like Henning. Um. Even like we get E involved sometimes. He's not a huge gamer, but he'll play with us every once in a while. So like mm-hmm. literally like like Maddox, uh, Miller, Uso. Everybody plays something, so it just it just makes it more fun. Yeah, you know. So so like you mentioned, when you got beat, you you flip out. Oh yeah. Which well, if I lose to Kofi, if we if we if we're heated and we've been playing for like like a good like hour back and forth, then that's the only times I'll like lose it. But if it's like a random one on one, yeah, it's like oh this is fun, cool, let's have a good time. But when we sit down and it's serious. I lose it if I lose. I lived in uh, in Vancouver for a while in like 95 or so with this uh, guy called Dr. Luther. He was a wrestler in Japan, Lenny. And he was a crazy video game NHL guy, whatever yeah. the game was, Nintendo 64 and NHL. Yeah. And I get a little bit, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, cocky. So let's play. I'll beat your ass. He would beat me every time, like 10 nothing, <laughs> And really – Really like slapping me in the face with it, like yeah. not even help, like letting yeah. me out, like twelve nothing, <laughs> fifteen nothing. One time, one time, all the fruit lined up, the stars mm-hmm. were aligned. I had him three to three, and I scored and beat him in overtime. That dude 
got up and left the apartment. I didn't see him again for like eight hours. And to this day, and this was 20 years ago, all I have to say is, hey, remember that time I beat you in, uh, in Nintendo hockey? And laughter, everything, stop. Joke's over. I beat you a thousand times. Yeah, but I beat you once. once. That's all you got to say. Remember that time? <laughs> and it's like it's, it really gets you, yeah. man. You know, it becomes a big like, ah. Yeah. That's know? like, okay, so uh, so I used to live with Tyler Breeze and Rick Victor when I lived in Florida. Really? Yeah, Breeze is like one of my best friends. In Who's the Rick Victor? Uh, from Ascension. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So, Tyler Breeze is one of your best friends. Okay. Yeah, we actually. A couple uh, Calgary guys. Yeah, dude, yeah. I, I just gravitate towards Canadians. <laughs> uh, we actually use something that, uh, that you and Lance used to use when you said, uh, I'm in your camp. What was that? You guys would say, I'm in your camp to each other, is what he told me. I'm in your camp? Yeah, if things were going bad and feeling rough, would say, I'm in your camp. Oh, like I'm on your side? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was that's, even something that's not a normal thing. Yeah. He, that, Breeze told me about it because he, he trained under Lance and he I'm said, in your Lance camp. told him that story. And okay. so, like, when we would have like bad days and just like it was rough, he'd say, hey, bro, I'm in your camp. And that would like make us feel better. Wow. See, I didn't even know that that's not something that everyone says. Yeah. Okay. It's, I think it's, it's maybe a Canadian thing then. Okay. Possibly. Well, we, we, we took it. But. Okay. Well, you're welcome to have it. <laughs> yes, thank you you're very welcome much. welcome to have it. See? Um, but it, so they would really play um, the, the NHL, whatever the latest one was, mm -hmm. we were in the house. And um, they would get Neville and um, – yeah, Neville plays. I see him playing yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, Neville gets He's in. a little shit talker, too. Dude, he's yeah. the worst. And he won't get on my show to do it. Like, he, he's, like, so toned down on the show because he's, like, I don't think he wants people to know how crazy he is. But <laughs> in closed, with closed doors and he wins, he is the worst. Um, but um, Rami plays as well. Oh, excuse me. Um, uh, uh, Zane. Zane. Zane, yeah. So and we, Zane and Neville are nuts. Yes. They did this show, my show, together, and they are like two, it's like, you know, like the two Stooges. Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. So right. we had a, a game going. I just learned how to play the game, so I played one game before they came over. So it's them against Breeze and myself and Victor. Um, or sorry, no, against Breeze and Victor, and I was like making food or something, and I'm just antagonizing as Rami keeps losing. And um, so something happens, and I think it's a tie game. Breeze scores a goal like right before the end of the game, and um, Zane gets up, and somehow his shirt comes off, and he's like running around the house like half naked, and then like he's in his underwear running around, just like screaming like out of anger and rage, like punching the walls, like kicking and screaming. <laughs> naked? Like, what is happening right now? <laughs> and Neville's just holding his hand, head in his hands, just like so upset, and we're just all laughing at them. So it's like, I just, I love video games. I love what it brings out of people. I love it so much. What a tag! It's me. Like it reminds me. Of of the same kind of concept as um, once again talking about when I played video games and also Dungeons and Dragons yeah, at ooh, the same time. Yeah, like the tabletop one where you're rolling dice. Yes, the actual okay. old school yeah, game. Gotcha. And the, uh, the my character that I you, you you get a guy and you build the guy up and it's like your video game. Yeah. Like Wait, you, have you talked about the fact that you played Dungeons and Dragons ever before? Well, not really. Because I feel like people. Yeah, so get I, into I that. played Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and very uh, avidly. And my character was Haltane, and he was a ranger. Yes. And I built this guy up over the course of like a year. Yeah. Okay? And he had like hit points was like your life force, and he had like 100 hit points, and he was an ass kicker. Yeah. One day, he meets up with a chromatic dragon, uh -oh. which is the worst uh -oh. Oh. creature in the whole Dungeons and Dragons universe. <laughs> at least it was at the time. I'm sure people will hit me up at Talk is Jericho and tell me differently at the time. But chromatic dragon is the worst. And dude... Within five minutes, Haltane was dead because the dragon breathes fire, lose 25 hit points, yeah. hit points, steps on you, another 25. So it's like oh. boom, boom, 75, 50, 25, dead. Oh. And dude, you, roll for anything. you want to talk about throwing shit and he's like, no, we have to go back on it because it's a dungeon master who's like the video game. Yeah. You, you can't take it back. Yeah. Like you can't, done. You, yeah, you can't negotiate with the video game. When you die, you die. And, dude, I flipped out so bad, and I was so angry for days and days and days. I was sad. And you get that feeling when you're really at the – I get it with Time Pilot now. I'm, I'm almost going to win this round, yeah. and I die. And I'm like, mother – my son's watching. Right now. Yeah. I get, oh. it, it's amazing how it grabs a hold of you. Yeah. You know, I guess because it's just a battle of wits. Yeah, and you're just trying to win. Yeah. And you feel – like – why can't I beat the computer? Yeah. That's the biggest thing. And the fact that if you let it, let yourself be immersed in it, into this like fantasy world, then you can feel like a whole gamut of emotions. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? It's, it's like the equivalent of reading a book. You know what I mean? You can see these faraway lands and you can let your creativity ride and you can do whatever you want. 
video games are essentially the same thing. They're put together the same way to tell you a story, to take you somewhere else, to get you away from reality. Yeah. And if you let yourself fall into that, you're playing a character. Yeah. Just it, it's, it's wrestling. If you let yeah. yourself fall into wrestling, you'll be crying, you'll be cheering, you'll be hating people. Like it's it's fun. Yeah. I love it. Exactly. It's 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 a great like you said too. And I it, it, sometimes people make jokes about all oh, these guys just sit around playing video games, but it just hit me right now. It's the modern version of guys playing cards. Yeah. Which is what this business is based on because everybody since I started <laughs> plays cards. You know, and, and it's a good way to shoot the breeze and bust each other's balls, mm-hmm. kill time when you're sitting in a dressing room, especially on you know TV days, hours. eight hours, nine hours. hours. So uh, just a f- last few questions for up, up, down, down. What's your overall goal? Just to try to get as many people watching as possible because um, watching these gaming videos that other people do, like it's cool. They have their own spin on it. And my spin is just trying to make it about like the relationships between the people that are on the show. Um, Yes, it is video game focused, and we do lots of video game things, but more of the community aspect of the camaraderie. Games. Yeah, so that's that's the kind of spin that I'm trying to put on it. But it's just to try to get it out there that guys like myself also play video games. Like you can't classify what a nerd is or what mm-hmm, a nerd mm-hmm. looks like because lots of people say like, "Oh, I didn't realize you play games. You don't look like a nerd." And it's like, "Well, tell me what a nerd looks like." Yeah, I feel like a nerd looks like somebody with a controller in their hand. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so like, "Oh, well, you've you've got muscles." It's like. Nerds can have muscles. I know lots of nerds with muscles, and mm-hmm. they like comic books, and they like games, and they like X, Y, and Z. So, like, just to sign of to kind of break the stigma that people have, and to to bust up that schema that they think the gamer is. Well, it's funny too because playing video games took you away from being a nerd. Because if yeah. a nerd is, doesn't have social skills and awkward and no personality or whatever it was, and you started playing the games, which now made you kind of who you are today yeah. and that for me it was like that with with rock and roll and wrestling too but it, once again you talk about you know being a heavy metal fan you could go to a metal concert and there's ten thousand people who enjoy the exact same thing yeah. you do you might be the outcast in school when everyone else is listening to duran duran <laughs> but i go to the iron maiden concert and you know i got ten thousand people to hang out with yeah you got to see the new iron maiden video called speed of light oh okay. uh, yeah, it's 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 yeah we talked about this yesterday it's eddie their their mascot mm-hmm. Who goes from eight bit video game to Street Fighter style video game to something else to uh, 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 Call of Duty? Okay. What's it called? First person yeah, shooter. First person. But it's kind of like the history of video games yeah. with Eddie the mascot evolving See, as it awesome. goes. It's it's one of the best. It did like five million views in the first two weeks because people wanted to watch it even if they don't like Maiden because just the concept of it was so yeah. cool. You know, it was like the ultimate video game yeah. uh, fantasy. You know, so uh, favorite game ever. Favorite is the Double Dash, Mario Kart Double, Double Dash. Dash. But it's, it's between that and this game called Nights into Dreams. Hmm. That's on a system called Sega Saturn, which is like my safe haven. So um, uh, it's a Sega system, obviously. Um, but all of the music on all of the games for it was very um, atmospheric and kind of like helped you get into that world. And so I would sit in my room with the lights off and I had like a purple lava lamp that would go next <laughs> to the TV. And like it was like made me just feel great and so nights is about these two kids and they go into their dreams and this night helps them get out of them and face their nightmares and so again i know i keep saying this going back to being the awkward kid like having something to like help me get past to like try to get to my dreams with like a really cool concept to me and so i would play that for hours cool. and days and just listen to the music and like get so into it just in my own little world so that definitely favorite stevie steely dan song Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's hard. Um, oh, you're reeling in the years. Probably, I don't, I don't want to say favorite. Peg? Nice. Peg, probably Peg. I still love the fact that you love Steve Dan. <laughs> They're amazing. That's the, I'm going to send you a box of Ricky's hot sauce. Oh, that's what it is. Billy Mitchell's hot sauce. Ricky's hot sauce. I'll eat it. <laughs> All right, so we actually had turned off the recorder. <laughs> we were almost done. And we realized that we never went back to 21 Jump yes. Street. So the initial point of the very first thing we're talking the about. The point of this conversation. Yes. So uh, things changing and nerds like being cool now. In 22 Jump Street, when they go back to school, um, Jonah. Uh, skinny Jonah Yeah, Hill. Skinny Jonah is, is telling, um, what's his name? Tatum? Dancing guy. Yeah, telling Tatum. Tatum. Like, oh, you know, two arms on your backpack. You know, you put both arms in. Because, no, no, cool kids do one arm in. But then he realizes all of, like, the cool kids now have both arms in. And they're, like, the smart kids and the nerds. The nerds have taken over. <laughs> the and he, the, the, the quote-unquote cool kids aren't cool kids anymore. 
It's updated. And, and fat Jonah Hill is fat. <laughs> or skinny Jonah Hill is not fat yeah, anymore. Lesson learned. <laughs> listen, if you guys listened for that whole hour waiting for that last point, <laughs> it really wasn't worth it. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Thanks to Xavier Woods, he knows his video games. And if you want some tips or a preview of upcoming games that aren't even out yet, check out his YouTube show, Up, Up, Down, Down. It is a blast. And if you want to make sure you never miss an episode of Talk is Jericho, then hit that subscribe button at iTunes. Leave us a comment and a five-star rating as well. We appreciate both. They really help out this show. Thanks to you guys. We're going to keep moving up that iTunes chart. So important. And hey, got to also say thanks to all of you for doing your online shopping through the Talk is Jericho Amazon links Amazon is the longest running sponsor of talk is Jericho it's the easiest way to support this podcast just use the TIJ links and you can find them by going to podcast1.com clicking on the killer deals button in the top right hand corner of the page then hitting the talk is Jericho button I got Amazon links for the USA the UK the Canada a every time you use the talk is Jericho Amazon links Amazon kicks back a small percentage to the show to help us cover production costs no hidden fees or extra you can buy just about anything you can think of of Amazon and at the best price. I bought a microwave on Amazon the other day and I went through the Talk is Jericho links. You need to do the same. Once again, podcast1.com. Click on the Killer Deals button in the top right-hand corner of the page. Then hit the Talk is Jericho button. That's it. All my great sponsors are on there. Solar World, Guitar Center, the DDP Yoga Now app. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho to get three free months of the DDP Yoga app and Denso Iridium TT Spark plugs keep listening for the 60 second ap news headlines coming up next and keep listening all week long i got a big show next wednesday gonna be a surprise i'm gonna let you know next week who it's gonna be but trust me it's gonna be huge baby so stay hard stay hungry peace love and hugs and we'll see you next wednesday with a big yeah boy you can download new episodes of talk is jericho every wednesday and friday at podcast1.com that's podcast one.com